This Tuesday, January 16th, NBA Betting Picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off of everything when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. That's 15% off of everything on the SGPN Merch Store using promo code PLAYOFFS. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, January the 16th, currently 11.04 on the East Coast. Here to briefly recap what we saw in the association last night and get into the short three-game schedule here on the NBA Tuesday card. And joining me, as usual, here to help me break it all down, I got my guy here with me. It's Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on, my man? They're doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through the games. Uh, definitely should be a pretty interesting short card. I know that there are a lot of teams that played yesterday. We're going to recap that in a second. But overall, can't complain. Looking forward to the games. Yeah. Uh, last night, I think we did pretty well uh, on our picks as far as MLK Day went. I believe Terrell locked up the uh, Utah Jazz team total over. That one got to the window. And they also gave out Tyler Hero. Uh, 20 plus points and the Miami Heat money line. Um, that one somehow got to the window as well. But hey, a winner is a winner. Uh, I gave out the under in the um, Orlando Magic in the New York Knicks game. Uh, I believe that one did get to the window. Yes, it did. And then uh, I had a two player prop parlay on a rebounding props for. Uh, Victor Wimbenyama over nine and a half rebounds, and then Nikola Vucevic over ten and a half. Unfortunately, I got hooked on the uh, Vucevic prop. He ended up with ten rebounds, but nonetheless, had a pretty good day on the pod yesterday. So hopefully, we can carry that over to the um, to the Tuesday card. Your short card on the schedule here on Tuesday, but um, appreciate everybody in the chat as usual. Uh, Ryan Garcia, first time on live. Uh, welcome, man. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, on the live stream here. Um, so I briefly recapped our picks there. Uh, Scott, uh, anything you want to talk about before we do get into the Tuesday games from yesterday? Well, there weren't uh, many competitive games yesterday, so I guess the National Blood Association kind of appeared again. Unfortunately, the Pistons' fate ended because the Wizards no-showed the game as Detroit killed them in the second half. Uh, but for the most part, most of the games... Didn't really feel that close. Maybe some of them did on the scoreboard, like the Hawks game, for example, where they won by 10, but they were up by about 30 at some point during that game. So it really was kind of misleading. But for the most part, not nothing really more to add. As a Nets fan, that was an embarrassing loss against Miami. I want to congratulate the Nets, though, because they set the franchise record, a single game record for most missed three pointers in a single game. So congratulations to the Nets uh, for making history. Got to remember how they did. They went 12 of 55 from three. So they Yikes. missed 43 three-pointers. Congratulations on setting the record. Uh, Jock Vaughn had a really dumb sequence there at the end of overtime where he didn't challenge a debatable foul and then didn't use the timeout anyway. So I don't really know what he was doing, but point is uh, not many extremely interesting games. I know that the Dallas Pelicans game was a lot of fun, yeah. and you had the late game between the Lakers and the Thunder, which is pretty entertaining. But nothing really more to add there. Uh, Utah's still really good, apparently. Utah might make the play-in. So keep yeah, going. they've looked really good on the uh, offensive side of the basketball. Even defensively as well have the uh, Utah Jazz. They got another uh, blowout victory last night uh, against the uh, Indiana Pacers. Obviously, that offense looks completely uh, different uh, without uh, their all-star superstar player, Tyrese Halliburton. But... Um, yeah, Jazz continue to keep rolling. They put up 132 points last night. And, you know, we talked about this uh, regularly on the pod is that this team is healthy. And when this team is healthy, they have players that can contribute on both sides of the basketball. It's been led by Laurie Markkinen, 
Um, they've had, um, you know, uh, John Collins has looked pretty good for this team as well. Uh, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Colin Sexton had another 30-point game last night. So, And they're very well coached as well, right, when we talk about Will Hardy as head coach of this Utah Jazz team. So now they are 22-20, and 15-5 and five at home this season. Um, it's tale of two, um, I guess, stories for the Utah Jazz. Great home team. Uh, but haven't been able to do overall very well on the road thus far this season. So uh, definitely they are a buy-on team right now, are the Utah Jazz. Um, yeah, I kind of share the same sentiments as you last, or at least for the games yesterday. A lot of blowouts, but the one that I was watching on, that was on my screen during the day, at least was the Pelicans and the Mavericks game. That turned out to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Dallas did get the victory there um, by a 42-point effort from Kyrie Irving. Again, no Luka Dantic for the um, uh, Dallas Mavericks. But I, I want to say Tim Hardaway Jr. had a 41-point game as well yesterday. So as long as those two guys are scoring for this team, uh, you're always going to have a chance. But, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much it for me. Do you have anything else? No, not really. I mean, anytime you see Hardaway Jr. and Kyrie combined for 83 points, yeah. uh, you better win the game. Uh, yeah. But Kyrie's been great. Just to go back to Dallas with Luka being injured, they haven't had to force him back because Kyrie's taken over as the number one option, and he's still really good at basketball. Now, we still have concerns about them when they play together at the same time, Mm -hmm. but at least with Kyrie, that's why they brought him back. Because if Luka does miss time, you want to be able to at least stay afloat. And it does seem like Kyrie is able to keep this team afloat. Yep, 100%. All right, uh, before we get into the games here for the uh, Tuesday card, three games on the schedule here, uh, let me tell everyone about uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Look, it's that time of the year. It's the NFL playoffs, and the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and it's bringing an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Hey, you know I'm going to be all over my Texans this weekend uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'll take some of that plus nine and a half. Of course, it's a homer pick, but hey, I can't uh, fade CJ Stroud right now. He's been playing out of his mind for the Houston Texans. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. If you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 21- Plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Scott, let's get into the games here for the uh, what, sorry Tuesday uh, night card. We have three games on the schedule. First game on the board, we're going to go over to a battle of former MVPs. Uh, and the reigning MVP, I should say. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, they are in Philly here tonight to take on the Sixers. Sixers currently sitting as a three-point favorite in this game with a total of 228.5. On the injury report for the Denver Nuggets, pretty much their entire starting lineup is questionable here tonight. So KCP questionable, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. are all questionable here tonight. Uh, Sixers did play yesterday. Uh, they do get that extra time to post the injury report, but uh, I believe Nick Nurse did come out and say that Joel Embiid will be playing here tonight uh, against the uh, Denver Nuggets in on their home floor here. Scott, let's start with a side here. Minus three in favor of the Sixers hosting the defending NBA champions. So I think I have to go with the Sixers here because I can't tell if Denver's trolling or not, but they might be benching the entire starting lineup for this game. So I got to go with Philly because the entire starting five is questionable. So I don't know who's going to play for Denver. Now, it's a bit weird because Philly played yesterday. They were blowing out Houston, so they could kind of sit some guys. Embiid may or may not have come back in late to stat pad a bit, but still. Point Mm -hmm. is Embiid at 41-10 his first game back in a couple weeks, so he looked completely fine, and I think he should look uh, sharp once again. But Denver's been bad on the road. I believe they're 7-13 and 
ATS on the road this season. Philly has been very good at home. So I do think that with them being good at home, both straight up and ATS, while the Nuggets have been bad on the road, and once again, the entire starting five is questionable. I'm assuming a couple of guys are going to sit, so the line's probably going to move. I'm going to take Philly before the line moves too much. Yeah, I was thinking they would be on the front end of a back-to-back here with the Denver Nuggets, but that's not the case. Uh, they don't play, I believe, till Thursday uh, to the Denver Nuggets. Or they actually don't. They don't play till Friday is uh, what I'm seeing uh, against Boston. So they have a couple of days off in between um, games here until they play their uh, next game. And they, they start a – obviously, they're on a um, – start of a West Coast road trip here, and I'm trying to see how long this road trip is going to be uh, for the Denver Nuggets. So obviously, like I mentioned, they play the Sixers tonight. They go to Boston <clears throat> on Friday, and they have the Wizards, excuse me, <clears throat> the Wizards, Pacers, and then the Knicks as a five-game road trip here uh, for the uh, Denver Nuggets. But yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, the Sixers have been one of the better home teams this season, uh, not only winning games, but also covering the spread. 15-6, and six. Uh, straight up are the uh, Sixers at home and also 15 and six against the spread. So looking here with the uh, uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers minus three on the spread here. Uh, you have any thoughts on the total here? I know it's kind of a hard to gauge if we don't know who's really playing for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, it's a TV game. I'm going to lean to the over. Uh, it just seems like a lot of these TNT games go flying over the total. I'm going to lean that way. But once again, without knowing who's going to play, I can't really take a total. But I'm going to have to pass. Uh, any player props on the Sixers side, at least? I mean, I think Embiid's going to have a monster game. Uh, we saw last year he kind of killed this team. If Jokic doesn't play, good luck to DeAndre Jordan, his former teammate. We'll see how that goes. But I think Embiid probably has a great game tonight. Uh, nothing for Denver because I don't know who's going to play. But I think I'm mostly just going to stick with the star power here, Embiid. Uh, if you want to maybe look for another option, if you like Embiid, maybe you can pivot to like maxi assists or something, but that might be a little bit risky. But I think Embiid's just have, gonna have a very good game. Yeah, um, in his career, I guess going up against Nikola Jokic, he's averaging 25.7 points per game. But uh, the last two matchups I think are more relevant because there was a gap in between 2019 and 2020 where. Uh, Embiid obviously was dealing with injuries and things like that. And Nikola Jokic, I guess, wasn't really on the, I don't want to say on the map, but he wasn't playing at the MVP level he has been over the last three years. But the last two matchups, Joel Embiid against Nikola Jokic, uh, 34 points, nine rebounds, four assists. And then the last matchup last year, um, right around this time, January 28th of last season, 47 points, 18 rebounds for Joel Embiid uh, against Nikola Jokic. So, yeah, definitely going to get behind some uh, Joel Embiid props in this game. Do you have anything else for this game? No, I know Tobias Harris has been in good form recently, but the question is, do I want to go to the window? I mean, the points, rebounds, and assists are a 25 and a half, yeah. which sounds a bit low based on recent form, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on Tobias Harris because I think that might be interesting. He's gone over in eight of the last ten. Yeah, I think a lot of those also were games that Joel Embiid uh, did yeah. not play in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like you like the Houston game yesterday, right? With Joel Embiid back, he played 31 minutes, only got up seven shots. But then you look at the two prior games where Embiid was out, uh, he got up 24 shot attempts and 25 shot, ap- uh, t- t- shot attempts against the Atlanta Hawks and the Sacramento Kings, respectively. And, right, they needed pretty much every single point from him. Um, I, I don't know. I think that. I would look maybe like as, as points and rebounds to go where if you do think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Um, Tyrese Maxey has been one guy that has been consistent, even if Joel Embiid is in the lineup or isn't in the lineup. Um, case in point, yesterday against the Rockets, he had 27 points, did Tyrese Maxey. Six of 10 from three-point land. He did also have seven assists in that game. He's had at least uh, seven assists in four of the last five games for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So if you want to look at a Maybe a maxi assist prop. That's at six and a half right now, currently over on DraftKings. I, I don't hate that look for uh, for maxi here. So, yeah, I think it's more on the the sixer side for us as far as player props because of the uncertainty right now with the Denver Nuggets. But, yeah, that's all I had, man. Anything else? No, not really. And that's basically it. All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game on the schedule here, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, that's going to be Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. 
bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes and ton of fun with social features that give it a feel of a betting social network. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds to create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down for money. Social features include uh, group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and much more. Also, they have a reward system. Get cash back on every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Remember, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% bonus. Again, that's uh, Cut.com, K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a uh, has gives you a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. With NFL season, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player fantasy stats and cash in. Stay tuned till the end of the episode. Scott and I will put together our underdog fantasy entry for the Tuesday night game, so you can watch along, make your own picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, Scott, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Next game on the schedule, we have a battle of Western Conference teams. That is going to be the Sacramento Kings. They are headed to Arizona tonight to take on the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are currently a four and a half point home favorite here with a total of 243 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the uh, Sacramento Kings, Keegan Murray is questionable here tonight. He has a right hip irritation. For the Phoenix Suns, uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Bull Bull is going to be out for this game. He has a right foot sprain, and Damian Lee continues to be out for the Phoenix Suns. But uh, the big three is intact for the Phoenix Suns uh, between Bradley Beal, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Uh, Scott, let's start with the side here. Minus four uh, right now is the updated number for the Phoenix Suns as a home favorite against the Sacramento Kings. This game's a bit tricky because the Kings have been kind of up and down throughout most of the season. Phoenix has been decent recently, beating the Lakers and the Trailblazers. Trailblazers mean nothing, and the Lakers, you can argue, aren't that good of a team. But they're both on the road, so maybe Phoenix is, I don't want to say turning a corner, but maybe they're a bit undervalued based on current form. You can argue that, though. As for Sacramento, they had that heartbreaking loss to the Bucks with the Lord hitting that buzzer beater. Uh, but they've been good in the head-to-head, as they have won each of the first two meetings by at least eight points. Then again, Phoenix has been kind of missing some guys here and there. Either Beal was injured or they had some injuries uh, to kind of uh, focus on for those matchups in hindsight. But I do think for this game... I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of points. But the question is, do I think that the Kings can actually get enough stops because, I mean, defensively, they've been a mess. And that loss to Philadelphia Embiid on Friday night was embarrassing. They got buried in that game by 19 points. I think I'm going to lean to Phoenix in this game at home. I I think that Sacramento, even though this team is, once again, an above-average Western Conference team, I still have a lot of questions with the amount of shot creators they have on the roster. Defensively, you can say that both teams aren't that good, but at least Phoenix is somewhat – is a – fully healthy at this point with the main three that they have. Yeah. And I just think that Phoenix at home should be able to get a revenge game against this Kings uh, roster, who's once again beaten them twice this season. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think that Phoenix is going to get a few more stops in this game. And with the star power that they have with Booker, with KD and Beal being healthy, that's a lot of options to score. And I think that if Fox or Sabonis have an off game, the Kings are basically screwed, in my opinion. So I yeah. do think looking at the firepower, I'm going to link the Phoenix at home. Yeah, and the the, the it's guess, it's tricky though because I don't like lying with Phoenix. Yeah, and the thing is, like with their their ATS stats, is that it's been like I don't know how much stock we can put into it because, like you mentioned, like this is the first time all season that all three guys for the Phoenix Suns or big three have been healthy, right? I mean. Kevin Durant has been in another lineup. Bradley Beal has missed extended time at the beginning of the season. Devin Booker mixed missed some time there as well. Um, but I think it also spoke volumes to me that they went up against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in that game last Sunday. 
uh, and ended up losing outright uh, to a team that started Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Triple J, Luke Kennard, and Xavier Tillman. Now, no disrespect to those guys, but when you have, like we talked about, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant in your starting lineup, um, you should be able to have or at least be winning games here. But I'll lean with the Kings. I don't love it. Like you mentioned, it is a bit tricky. I feel like this number is a little bit spot on. Um, I just don't trust Phoenix. Uh, I mean, they went into Portland against a pretty much a C squad. They were a 13 and a half, 14 and a half point favorite in that game. And only that game, they should have blown out. They had a lot of success in offense because no Portland is not a very good offensive team, but they also gave up what a hundred and some odd points against the, um, Portland Trailblazers in the game Truth that is, was yeah even allowing 116 to Portland 116 because yeah. yeah. Portland in the previous games just to go through the numbers before that they scored 93 against Minnesota mm-hmm. 77 against the Thunder and 84 against the Knicks and they still scored yeah. 116 against Phoenix so even 116 yeah. is actually pretty good for for a Portland yeah and that, I think that's a concerning part for me so I think I'll lean with the Kings here uh, but I think our or my favorite, more, more favorite play is probably the over in this game. I know you agree that you probably see a lot of points in this game because, again, Sacramento defensively just not has not been very good, and we just talked about how bad Phoenix is, or not how bad this defense can be when you give up 116 points to the Portland Trailblazers. So I do like the over 243.5 in this game. Any thoughts on the total? It's tricky because the first two games flew under. And once yeah. again, that could be based on the injuries that Phoenix was dealing with. But Phoenix also doesn't play at a fast pace. That's kind of what annoys me here because the Kings have been an up-tempo team. They're not as fast as they were last year, but they're still mm-hmm. up there. And you're looking at Phoenix in the last 10 games. They rank 20, They rank uh, 20th in pace. So I think it's going to be close. I, the question is, do I think that the pace is going to die late in this game with how Phoenix likes to operate in the half court? And the game will land somewhere in like the 230s because 243.5 is a pretty massive total. Yeah. I think I'm going to lean over, but I don't think it's like a slam play. I, I think sure. it's going to get there. I mean, if the game landed 243 against Portland, I'm assuming it's going to land higher than that against Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So I'll lean over, but I'm probably not going to play it. Uh, just looking at uh, who played for Phoenix in those two games, uh, they matched up earlier. So the one they lost 114 106 in Phoenix. It was Eric Gordon, Devin Booker, Nurkic, Josh Okogie, uh, and uh, Bates yeah, Diop. Durant didn't play in that game. Yeah. Uh, and then the second game, it was not too long ago, and that was a game where Kevin Durant did play, didn't have Bradley Beal in that game. Uh, but he had Dre, uh, Drew Eubanks starting for the um, Phoenix Suns in that game, along with Eric Gordon as well. So, um yeah, we'll see. Uh, you're right. I think this is a massive number, but I think that maybe a first half over, maybe the defense tightens up a little bit uh, in the second half. Uh, might be worth a look, but um, should be a, a fun game to watch. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Scott, you have anything else for this game? Yeah, some player props. I am kind of. Oh, yeah, player props. I'm Devin, sorry. Go ahead. I'm tempted by a Devin Booker under. Seven and a half okay. assists at about minus 120. Uh, looking at the last couple games, I just think this number is too high. Uh, he's had less than eight assists in eight of the last 10 games. He's had less than eight assists in, what is it, 14 of the last 20. Mm-hmm. And once again, with Durant and Beal being back in the lineup, on one hand, you could argue that there's more assists to be had. On yeah. the other hand, you could make the argument that with Beal and Durant's play style, they operate more in isolation. So I don't know if you're going to see Booker having the ball all the time or at least enough in order to uh, get enough assists to go over. So I'm going to lean to Booker under 7.5 assists. It's kind of an obscure play, but I do think it's pretty sharp, and I think that that price is pretty cheap at minus 120. Yeah, you just take a look. I mean, going back to – let me go back to the Lakers game where you had all – I believe all three of those guys did end up playing in that game. So, I mean, you take a look at the assist distribution, right? Devin Booker had five. Kevin Durant had five. Bradley Beal had four. And then the game against the Portland Trailblazers – um, the assist distribution in that game, seven for Booker, six for Kevin Durant, and then five for Bradley Beal. So I, I think that, again, when when you have the big three on the floor for uh, the Phoenix Suns, um, like there's no true point guard, right? Like we, we heard that it might be Devin Booker, it might be Bradley Beal at times, so it's kind of hard to gauge. And I think Frank Vogels might still be trying to figure out, you know, who might be that primary point guard for this team. So I think... I mean, hell, if you want to take all three of them to go under uh, on their um, assist number, 
maybe like a same game parlay. I think you get it that way as well. Cause Devin Booker's at seven and a half, Bradley Beal four and a half. Okay. Maybe you might not get there. Kevin Durant's at five and a half as well. So um, yeah, that's definitely worth a look. Um, so bonus RNA is always in play for me. Um, just kind of taking a look at what he's done again. I know he had a triple double in the last game, but that was a game where I believe Nurk uh, did not play for the Phoenix Suns. So last two games this season, he's had 15 points, 17 rebounds, and five assists. And then uh, the last game they played on December 22nd, Sabonis had 28 points, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists in that game. So maybe uh, yeah, rebounds and assists might be worth a look here for Sabonis in this game. I mean, we talked a lot about Sabonis. He can, you know, walk into a triple double anytime. That number's at 20 and a half, and it's pretty much telling you he could walk into a triple double here tonight. But um, the, the chat also pointing out some player props here. Uh, Rogue said he likes Fox over eight and a half rebounds and assist. Um, let's see who else. I think that somebody else had a play in there. I forgot to mention. Yeah, he also likes the Suns. Minus the five here as well. Um, Cole, we'll get to the uh, Clippers and Thunder game here in a second. Um, but yeah, you have anything else, Scott, for this game? Uh, I was thinking maybe Beal under one and a half threes, and that's currently at, I think it's plus 130. Uh, he had the monster game against the Lakers and Portland, though. So back to back games has been solid, but we know Beal has never really been known for being a big volume three point shooter. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm kind of wondering if it's a decent buy low spot, but he has had 12 threes in the last two games. So I guess it's probably going to scare me off, but yeah, Beal historically speaking has never been a guy that jacks up more than three per game. He mm-hmm. might have the occasional outburst, but I am wondering when we get that regression, but that's more of just trying to get cute with it at plus plus one thirty. So, yeah, I think, and I've watched the last two Suns games um, with the big three on the floor. It's just that he's finding himself open because it, defense is and Durant's in the mid range and yeah. yeah. And they're focusing on Durant and then Devin Booker. And at least fortunately for Bradley Beal, uh, he's been able to knock them down. Um, so I think that's something we'll have to keep an eye on if that, that the volume is still going to be, is going to stay consistent for him when all three guys are playing for uh, the Phoenix sun. So um I was actually looking at the over, but I kind of got scared away. Uh, not scared well, away. My, my point is just general. Big. I'm not used to seeing Beal at one and a half, like that yeah. big of a plus money on threes. But yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. It definitely does seem like the volume has crept up since Booker and uh, Durant have been playing with him. Do you like Durant points at 26 and a half? Or it's kind of the same story of, well, they got three guys. Who knows who's going to go nuts? But yeah. if you like the over in the game, Durant at 26 and a half does feel pretty cheap. Yeah, and I think uh, his last game against Portland, no, he got off to a rough start, but bounced back nicely. Um, he was 8 of 16 from the forward, finished up with 21 points. But I think if this is a game that we do end up seeing points, I, I think Kevin Durant is a very, very tough matchup uh, for this uh, Sacramento Kings team. I'm trying to see what he's done with Especially the last couple games here. Play. Yeah. Um, you said it was 26 and a half? Yeah, and again, I don't know how much we use this as context, but this goes all the way back to the Warriors. He's gone over this projection against the Kings in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Um, eight straight games against the Kings. He did have 28 in that game against the uh, Kings on December 22nd. But again, like we mentioned, that was a game without Bradley Beal uh, for the uh, Sacramento, sorry, for the Phoenix Sun. So I don't hate it at 26 and a half. I think. Um, it's just again, like you mentioned, it's just hard to figure out like which one of these big three guys is going to step up on a, on a nightly basis. Um, all right, before we get over to the last game of the Tuesday night card, uh, let me tell uh, everyone about our presenting sponsor. That is going to be Hall of Fame Bets. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter. This NBA and NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform. For parlays, player props, and game lines, research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame Bet's to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bet's app or visit hofbets.com. And use promo code SGPN to get 50% for first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. 
And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Um, shout out to Risk Bets. Yesterday, we were live on the episode here on YouTube. And we talked about the 15% off everything in the store till the end of the month of January by using promo code playoffs. And he actually went into the merch store, bought himself four different shirts, used that promo code uh, playoffs, got himself 15% off. And he helped out the NBA gambling podcast um, because we're competing against the other shows for a bonus. So help us out. Make uh, let the network know that the NBA gambling podcast is the best show on the network and do us a solid. Um, go into that merch store. A lot of great stuff, whether it's T-shirts, hoodies, uh, coffee mugs. I mean, whatever the case might be, whatever you like in the merch store. Just make sure you use that promo code. Playoffs, you'll get fifteen percent off of everything that you do order. And if you hey, and if you do uh, go into the store and buy some stuff and use that promo code, send us a screenshot. We'll shout you out on the pod as well. Uh, or we'll, I'll try to get you guys hooked up with some uh, additional stuff as well. So again. SGPN merch store, just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use that promo code playoffs. And again, help us out on the NBA Gambling Podcast because we are competing with all the other shows on the network. All right, Scott, last game of the night. It's going to be a pretty good one here as well. The Western Conference matchup between the the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are in or staying in L.A., I should say, in the second game of a back-to-back against the Clippers. Currently, as it stands, the Clippers are a six and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 235 and a half. And like I did mention, Thunder did play uh, in L.A. last night against the Lakers, did fall a little bit short in that game, uh, ended up losing that game 112 to 105, I believe was the final score in that game. Uh, but they stay in L.A. to take on the Clippers in this game. Looking at the injury report, not yet one submitted for the Oklahoma City Thunder because they do get that additional time to submit an injury report. For the LA Clippers, the only player that will be out for this game is going to be Zubac. He is dealing with a right cap strain. Um, Scott, let's start with the side here. Clippers minus six and a half hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, it really comes down to if you think Shea's going to play or not because he was... A little bit banged up yesterday, ended up playing anyway. Uh, Thunder lost to the Lakers, but I watched the first meet in the season, and OKC smacked them. And I feel like the Clippers' biggest problem right now in just watching some of their games is their inability to fully guard small ball lineups. And it seems like that's where they might thrive, but I've seen them defensively have issues. And I do think that OKC is definitely experts in that area. So you're looking at what I think could be an interesting matchup. Now, if Shea is not going to play, though, do the Thunder have enough offense to get by? Probably not. That's kind of the problem. Like, if if Shea was playing, I would take the Thunder without really thinking about it. But I don't really know that information. So I'm kind of on the fence here. I mean, Shea's that valuable. So it's really tough to find any angle besides player props. I like Jalen Williams props. I mean, if Shea's yeah. potentially not going to play, I'll take a guy that I think can go over anyway if Shea's in the lineup, and J-Dub is definitely the guy I would take. For the sake of this matchup, though, I guess I'll lean Clippers because, once again, the Thunder on a back-to-back physical game and Shea might not play, but I can't pull the trigger on without knowing who's going to play or not. So I guess I'm going to lean to the Clippers, but I'm going to have to pass for now. Yeah, this is something that Terrell and I mentioned because up until literally game time, uh, Shea was questionable and a true game time decision uh, for the OKC Thunder. But I don't know if people are still buying into the narrative of um, the revenge angle for Shea, if he is going to end up playing this game or not. But uh, I just think that, again, like without Shea, we don't know. I mean, without... With or without Shea, obviously, if Shea does play, I want the Oklahoma State Thunders game because I do feel like it is a bit of a stretch at six and a half. Maybe that line does adjust a little bit if they do see that Shea does get ruled into this game. But not to take anything away from the Clippers, but they've been playing some really good basketball as well, right? They're top three um, in offensive efficiency over the last five games. And I know we talked a lot about how this team might have been in a little bit of trouble uh, since they did trade for James Harden, but they've been playing really well, right? I mean, they've... uh, Came to a record of now, let's see here. What's their updated record? Um, 25 and 14. Not very good against the spread thus far this season with their 20 and 19. But 
like you mentioned, this team, especially in the backcourt, if 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 Harden ends up guarding SGA and if he does end up playing in this game, I mean, I think he's just going to end up being barbecue chicken. Uh, but it'll be interesting if they put either Kawhi or Paul George on SGA to try to slow him down. But SGA's had a lot of success against his Clippers team. We'll talk about player props here in a second. But if SGA does end up playing uh, in this game, I'll go with OKC plus a six and a half. Scott, total is sitting at 235 and a half in this game. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think I have to lean to the over because the first meeting landed at 249. I just think the pace in this game is going to be up there with or without Shea. We know the Thunder like to run. They don't exactly have any size in the perimeter. I mean, on the in the interior. And now you're looking at Zubak being out, which I don't really mind. I think Zubak isn't actually that useful in a game like this because the Thunder uh, like to stretch the floor with Chet at the center spot. Zubak doesn't exactly have much lateral quickness. So I actually don't mind Zubak not playing. I think it's a bad matchup for Zubak anyway. I can argue Tice isn't that great of a player, but I do think that he can be a bit more useful defensively uh, Mm. being matched up against a small ball lineup. But I think for the sake of this, I see the Clippers constantly attacking the rim, whether it was Kawhi or Paul George or Harden. I'm going to lean over in this game. I just think the pace is going to be there. And I do think you're looking at a spot where even if the Thunder don't, score that much because of fatigue or Shane not playing. If the Clippers scored 130 in this game, would you be shocked? Probably not. Mm, no, I wouldn't. So I'll lean to the over. Uh, should I mention the Thunder on back-to-backs this season? This is their sixth game uh, on a back-to-back situation. Four and one straight up, four and one against the spread, and four and one towards the over. But you take a look at the quality of opponents that they have faced in those five games. It's been the Pistons, the Trailblazers twice, the Hawks, and then they play the Knicks. And um, again, not the greatest of competition. I think the Clippers are by far the best team. I mean, if you throw Knicks in that conversation as well, that they've played on the second leg of a back-to-back here. But um, thought we would at least reference the Thunder uh, being on a back-to-back situation here. Um, Scott, let's get to player props here, man. Anything we're looking at for the Clippers side at least? Uh, for the Clippers side, I feel like Harden assist is always worth consideration eight and a half because it feels like he's always hovering around a, a double double at the end mm-hmm. of regulation. Uh, it is a bit juiced, but you can find a one twenty five. So if you actually shop around, you can find a good price on Harden assist, which is kind of appealing at eight and a half. Besides that, I saw somebody mentioning Chet blocks, but I actually don't mind the under uh, with his blocks because I tried the over last time these teams played, and I ignored the fact that the Clippers are a very good team at preventing blocks because. Chet was just in great form, and I thought it was worth the risk. He wasn't even close. Like, I think it's matchup-based in this game. So I actually don't mind Chet under for blocks, probably at one and a half, because with how the Clippers operate, it's a lot of isolation, a lot of mid-range jump shots. They occasionally go to the rim, but we know they can get fouled a lot as well. I don't think it's a great matchup for Chet in terms of blocks, so I'm probably going to lean to the under with that prop, but I don't exactly see much, once again, without knowing for certain if Shea's going to play. If Shea doesn't play... Then once again, Jalen Williams probably gets a boost. Maybe you can make a case for Dort or Giddy or somebody. But for the most part, I really don't want to guess on who's going to score if Shea doesn't play. Besides J-Dub, because I know he can put up the numbers if Shea's in the lineup. But yeah. for the most part, I just think I'm going to keep it relatively light. I like the Harden assists. Ched blocks, I don't see. But if that does get posted, I do like the under on that one. And besides that... I know Paul George's threes have been good recently, but three mm-hmm. and a half, so like minus 125. Mm-hmm. That might be a little bit steep for me. I don't know if you think that's a solid uh, prop, but he has been flying over recently. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about for the uh, Phoenix Suns and like kind of the Bradley Beal angle where maybe the defenses are focusing on James Harden and Kawhi Leonard. That opens up the opportunity for Paul George to get those threes because he the attempts have definitely been there for him. At least over the last five games, he's averaging 10.4 attempts. He's knocking down close to five per game. He's hit at least four in five straight games uh, for the LA Clippers, at least over the last five games. Uh, he's hit at least... So in the month of January, let's start with uh, uh, there. He's averaging uh, 4.8 makes per game while getting up 10 attempts and shooting it at 47.5%. And he's hit, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games in the month of January thus far. Seven of those eight games, he's hit at least four three-pointers. And that's seven straight games uh, where he has uh, done that against uh, the opposition. So um, I guess if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. I want to see how he's done against the Thunder here as well. Um, 
Went five of eight on the game when they matched up on December 21st this season, had 22 points in that game. Um, so, yeah, I think it's worth a look. I mean, if he's hot right now, I think there's going to be a time where he does end up getting cold like he sometimes does during the regular season throughout his career. But I think right now he has a hot hand, so I think you got to continue riding the uh, Paul George three-point um, three prop. SGA against the Clippers. I don't know if people want to buy in, like I mentioned, to the wrench narrative, but uh, he's averaging, at least since the 2021-2022 season, close to 28 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 4.7 assists. He's had at least 30 points in four of the last five head-to-head matchups against the Clippers, 33, 24, 31, 30, and 31 uh, in the matchup. Earlier this season, he had 31 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. I think uh, somebody did mention the rebounding prop uh, for Shea in this game. Uh, Yeah, it was Rogues again. Shea over five and a half rebounds if he does, in fact, uh, end up playing in this game. So, yeah, I I can't can't argue that. Um, Anything else we're looking at? No, not really. I think that kind of covers it. Uh, I was thinking about maybe Norman Powell over 13 and a half points because he has done uh-huh. well against the Thunder in the past. I know recently he's gone a little bit under this number, but it's been very, very close. Uh, to go through the last couple of games, he destroyed Minnesota in the last game, had 24 points. Mm-hmm. Games before that, he had 11, 13, 14, 14, 13, 13, 22, 13. So 13 is kind of the key number for him, uh, but the number's at 13 and a half. He's off a 24-point game, and he did score 16 against the Thunder earlier this season. I think 13 half has some value for one of the better bench scores in the entire league. All right. Uh, let's get into our lock and dog for this Friday. Sorry, Friday. This Tuesday schedule. <clears throat> and then we'll put together our undog fantasy entry for the Tuesday night schedule as well here. Scott, you want to leave us off with your lock and dog? Yeah, I think for the lock on the show, I think I am going to go back to the Sixers uh, minus the three. Uh, they're just the, it's just a matter of injury report. I know Denver can step up with guys being out. We saw that against the Clippers earlier this season with Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan playing like it was 2015. But I'll take my chances. Philly's been very good at home. Uh, Denver's not a good road team ATS, and the entire starting five is questionable. So I don't think Denver's actually taking this game that seriously based on the injury report. And I do think even though Philly did play yesterday, they kind of coasted. Game got a little bit competitive late because they were fully just – they pulled everybody, and then they brought Embiid back in to get some good numbers. But I think three is too low for a team that's very good at home. We've seen Embiid's numbers against the Nuggets in the last couple meetings. He's been dominant. But I do think, once again, with Philly being great at home, with Denver not being good on the road, and with the injury report, it does benefit Philly. Three feels a bit short to me because of that, so I am going to lean to three as my lock with the Sixers. For the dog, I got to think of what I actually want to go with because I have a couple of options. I'm trying to think if I want to go with Harden double-double, but I don't know if I actually want to. I got to just think of what... Because I'm trying to think if there's actually a dog that I like on the card, and I don't believe I picked the single dog to actually win. Yeah. So I'm going to have to think of something here. This is the issue that we have. Um, I mean, not issue that we have, but it's hard to pick like a lock. Uh, not, not not a lock, but maybe like a dog because we only get three games on the schedule. And there's like nights where you like, you know, all the favorites um, or you don't think there's maybe a chance for them to win in the game. It's It gets difficult to uh, pick a dog. I'm leaning towards Harden double-double, but I just want to see how his assist turned out in the first game against OKC this season. Uh, uh, if- I can get it for you. Against the Thunder. Yeah. So the game earlier this season, he had 23 points. He had six assists. Against I mean, the double-double is appealing at plus 145. But yeah. the question is, do I think he can actually get there? Um. Yeah, you know what? I actually want to build the same game parlay for a second. So if you want, you can just go ahead and I'll I wish get had... back to you in a second. Do you see Russell Westbrook props out? Uh, I think I saw a couple. Uh, what do you have in mind? I, had a, I was tempted by his double-double in this game, especially with Zubak out. Um, and I know he's coming off of the bench, obviously, and maybe the minutes haven't been there exactly for Russell Westbrook. Double-double is 8-1 on Westbrook. For Westbrook, yeah. Because, like, look, last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, he had 12 points and 13 assists, 8 rebounds. But in the game uh, against the Thunder, <clears throat> like we talked about earlier this season, 15 points and 13 rebounds in that game. So I'm, I'm tempted by that. 
uh, for Russell Westbrook. But let me get my locking dog, and then you could you could build your uh, same game parlay in the same time. So, um, I think we do see points in a in all three games here tonight. But I think my favorite one is the one we probably just talked about in the Thunder and the Clippers game. Um, like I mentioned, Clippers. I'm uh, sorry, the Thunder four and one towards the over in back to back games. Clippers. They figured out offensively, right? I know they're not the fastest pace team, but they're very, very efficient on the offensive side. Obviously, when you have uh, players like James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, you know, Norman Powell has been knocking down shots for them as well. Uh, Russell Westbrook coming off of the bench for them. Um, So I'm going to go with the over in this Thunder and uh, Clippers game. I think this number is a little bit conservative. Seems like it is on the move up to 236, but there's plenty of 235 and a halves out there. So I'll take the over. That's my lock. Uh, for my dog here, um, I think it might just be the same thing that we'll probably just have to put together some type of player prop parlay here. So I think I'm going to go with, you know, what is, um, what's the bonus triple double? Is it plus uh, money? Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be plus money. I just got to yeah, figure plus out. Plus 245. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take some bonus triple double plus two forty five here. If you don't want to do the triple double, maybe like a a twenty eight and eight. I think that should probably get you uh, in the plus odds category. But at two at plus two forty five for uh, Sabonis in this game, I definitely do think that he is in the definitely in the realm of getting at least a or not at least, but getting a triple double. We talk about a lot of the players in the association, guys like Luca. Uh, Russell Westbrook in his prime that can walk into any gym and get triple doubles. I think Sabonis is definitely on that list for sure. So um, let me quickly build something here. So 20 plus points for Sabonis. Uh, let's see his rebounds at, let's go all rebounds. Let's do 12 plus rebounds. I think the assist one is the one that might be tricky here for tonight for him. So, all right, so if you don't want to play the triple double, I think this one might be a little bit better because it's fifteen cents, sorry, thirteen cents cheaper. So, Sabonis so twenty plus points, twelve plus rebounds, and over seven and a half assists. That gets you to plus uh, two thirty two for Sabonis here tonight. So, um, I think those are a little bit better odds because you're getting a discount on about two assists for thirteen cents there. So I'll do that. Sabonis so twenty plus points. 12 plus rebounds and then over seven and a half assists that gets you to plus 232. All right. Uh, so I think I'm not going to do a same game parlay, but I am going to do a parlay. I am going to okay. take that Booker under seven and a half assists play, which I do okay. think has a lot of value to it. I'm going to parlay that with Westbrook, with uh, Westbrook points. I'll take the over 10 and a half at minus 120. It's going over in the last two games. You mentioned Zubak being out, and I do think that Westbrook might potentially get a bit more run. We'll see what happens. But points wise, he's been very good against the Thunder as he has had at least 15 points in each of the last three games. Uh, he had 15 in the first meet in the season, but I do think there's value. The two-pick parlay, once again, Booker under 7.5 assists and Westbrook over 10.5 points, plus 224. All right. Uh, there it is. So, lock and dog. Again, just to recap, I have the over in the Thunder and the Clippers game, and then um, at 235.5, and, and then I am taking a player prop parlay on Sabonis 20 plus points, 12 plus rebounds and over six, sorry, seven and a half assists. <clears throat> uh, that will get you to plus two thirty two. And then Scott, you have the Sixers, uh, the Sixers minus three as my yep. lock. And my dog is going to be a two pick parlay. Give me Booker under seven and a half assists. And I will parlay that with Westbrook over 10 and a half points. And that is plus two twenty four. All right, there we go. All right, let's put together our underdog fantasy entry here for the Tuesday night card. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com. Use our promo code SGPN. You'll get a first deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, using promo code SGPN. All right, Scott, where do we want to start here? You want to start with the Booker on the un, or sorry, the lower on his assists since uh, sure. you like that yeah. one? Let's I think seven and a half just sounds too high. Yeah. Uh, okay, so unfortunately, they don't have that. Okay. They have points and assists, but then points and assists at 34 and a half. You want to go lower on that or you want to find something else? No, because I kind of want the out of him dropping 30, and that way he just doesn't pass the ball. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, let me see what's the bonus. Do they have Westbrook here. stuff? Probably not, but I have to ask. Actually, they do. So they have 
10 and a half points. PRA is at 20 and a half. Assist is at four and a half. Rebounds at five and a half. Yeah. Rebounds and assists, nine and a half. I mean, the points have been very good, but I know you like the rebounds too. So do you want to do just PR? Uh, Yeah, they have PR at 16 and a half. Any thoughts? Yeah, I like it. Sure. All right, so let's do that. Um, points and rebounds, higher 16 and a half for Westbrook. Let me see what the RA here is for Sabonis. I think I'll go higher on that. Yeah, so let's do that. 20 and a half rebounds and assists higher for Sabonis. And then let's find one more here. Um, you want to go Embiid points? What's that at like 33 and a half, 34? Yeah, it's 33 and a half. Rebounds are at 11. Do you want to pivot and take a Tobias lower? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Let's see what he's at. So Harris is, you want to go on his points? Uh, 16 and a half or PRAs at 25 and a half. I think I prefer the RA with their, like the PRA. RA uh, RA's at nine versus Harris. I think the, P, I think the PRA is fine. Okay. Because Embiid's back, so Harris isn't probably going to get many rebounds anyway, and the assists aren't always there for Harris, so I don't yeah. mind that. Okay, all right. So we'll go Tobias Harris. Points, rebounds, and assists combined lower 25 and a half for our third um, entry here for this Tuesday night entry. So just to recap, our underdog fantasy entry here for tonight, Russell Westbrook points and rebounds higher 16 and a half. Demonis Sabonis rebounds and assists higher 20 and a half. And then uh, Tobias Harris points, rebounds, and assists combined to go lower than 25 and a half. That $50 entry will get you a return of $300 on Underdog Fantasy. Again, make sure to go to underdogfantasy.com. If you haven't already signed up for an account, make sure you use that promo code SGPN, uh, and they'll get you a first deposit bonus of up to $100. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, not really. Uh, I got a tennis podcast I'm recording later today, so should uh, be posted some point in the next couple hours. Uh, basically, it though, I'll be back tomorrow with Terrell. Yep. Uh, same time, same place as usual for the NBA pod tomorrow on Wednesday with Scott and Terrell, so make sure to tune in with uh, them at that time. Uh, make sure to follow Scott on X, that's at Rice Show Radio, and you can follow me on X as well, at SportsNerd824. More importantly, before you guys get out of here, uh, smash that like button for us uh, if you can, please. And if you haven't already subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast uh, YouTube channel, please go ahead and do that as well. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going-